So uh, today's sermon is called, Your Regrets Can Become Your Testimony. All right, so how many of you have some regrets in life? All right, you don't have to raise your hand. Just, yeah, all right. So I know this guy, he has this uh, huge regret in life. All right, he was in graduate school. And then uh, one day he went to class early and he fell asleep because he was tired. And then he woke up and this beautiful girl appeared, right? She was sitting next to him. You guys know this, this is an old movie. It's an old Korean movie called High School with Kwon Sang-woo. And there was a girl in it. She looked just like that girl, right? So the, so the guy was like, oh, right? And it's like, this is, uh, it's the, she's the one, right? And then uh, they went out. Oh. They went out a few times, uh, and then next quarter, same class again. Oh, right? The guy walked her. Uh, it was a night class, so the guy walked him. After every class, walked her to her apartment, everything, right? And then toward the end of uh, spring quarter, you know, it's going to sp- summer break. So uh, they had this thing called the DTR, all right? So in college, we talked about DTR a lot. Do you guys talk about DTR? Youth kids had no idea what a DTR was. So DTR is determine the relationship, all right? When you sit down with someone and you determine, where, what do you think about this? What do you think about this? Is this, uh, you know, uh, are we friends? Or are we going to date or whatever? So we sat down. Okay, so it was me, okay? So we sat down and uh, <laughs> we had a DTR. And it turns out I was way totally off on this relationship, all right? She viewed this as a friendship thing, and then I thought we were dating, all right? So I was like, woo, all right, that was, I totally, woo, all right, that was a mess, all right? So I was, I was heartbroken, right? And then, but we had summer break, so I was okay. Summer, I'll get over it, right? Then I come back fall semester, right? So this is uh, Fuller Seminary. And then it uh, turns out, they used her photo for all the promo posters and brochures. So every classroom I went into, there was a huge poster, right? Come to Fuller Seven, and she was on the poster, right? So every hallway, I went, I was like, oh, every time, right? So that was one huge regret. So uh, regrets, right, can become your testimony. That's what today's uh, sermon's about. And we're gonna look at uh, Apostle Peter in John 21. He has this huge regret, right? He told Jesus, I'm going to stand with you till the end. And then when Jesus goes to trial, he denies Jesus three times and he runs, right? So this is John 21. After Jesus dies, rises again from the grave, he appears to them. And this is Peter's response. John 21, verse 1. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon, Peter, Thomas, Nathaniel, and the sons of Zebedee and two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish, Simon Peter told them. And they said, well, go with you. So they went out and got on the boat. But that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize it was Jesus. He got, called out to them, friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, throw your net out to the right side of the boat and you will find some. When they did, they were unable to haul the net in, in because of a large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus... Love said to Peter, it is the Lord. As soon as Peter heard him say that it is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, 
towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, they saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. All right, so Peter screws up big time, denies Jesus. And then they're on this boat, and then Jesus appears to them after he raises them from the dead, and they catch this huge haul of fish. All right, so this is the first time Jesus meets them, same thing had happened. They catch this huge haul of fish. And then Peter runs to Jesus. All right, so Peter has this huge regret. He screwed up badly, but then you see him here. He appears, and he's running to Jesus. All right, so we're going to talk about how do you deal with your regrets. All right, so this sermon is basically based off the last three years of my life. All right, so 2017 was pretty much the worst year of my life. 2018 uh, and 19, I was trying to figure out what happened. Like, what is going on? Like, so 2018, I was just wondering why, what, what? And then 2019, I was kind of writing down some thoughts, all right? So I had this weird thing started happening in 2018 where I'd just be driving, and then I'd see something, and I'd get really angry, like really viscerally, it would get angry, right? I'd see like this white car, and I'd say, oh, that reminds me of this time this happened, and I'd just get really angry, or I'd see this person with long hair, and I'd go, oh, that reminds and I was like, it was really weird, because I wasn't just like little angry, I was like physically getting angry, right? So I was like, what's happening to me, right? So I went to see my psychologist, right? So I went to Google, and then I typed in, you know, what's it mean when, you, when you're getting angry from past memories? And then it took me to psychology today, and it said this, if you're getting angry out over past memories, that means you haven't dealt with your past, right? And I was like, oh, that's right. I didn't, I didn't deal with 2017. I was ignoring it. I was denying it. So how, how do you make your regrets your testimony, all right? So first step is you got to accept your reality, all right? So in verse 15, this story of Apostle Peter goes on. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus said, take care of my sheep. The third time he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him the third time, do you love me? He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. Very truly, I tell you, when you were younger, you dressed yourself and went where you wanted. But when you are old, you'll stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you don't want to go. Jesus said this to indicate the kind of death by which Peter would glorify God. Then he said to him, follow me. All right, so basically, Jesus just confronts Peter with the betrayal, right? Jesus doesn't go, it's okay, let's just forget the past, right? It's kind of brutal here if you look at it, because Jesus is just throwing it right back at Peter's face. He denied me three times, and then he asked him, do you love me? Three times, right? So, and verse 17 it says Peter was hurt, so it's, it's the, it uses the word grieve, like he's mourning at a funeral, right? Because he's full of this hurt and regret, right? And uh, so Jesus is making Peter face his past mistakes, making him look in the mirror and say, this happened, right? Don't ignore it. This happened. You got to deal with this, all right? So in, uh, basically in 2017, basically worst year of my life, basically what happened was... Uh, my parents' business went bankrupt in June, right? So that was bad. All right, okay, that's bad. I could deal with that. And then July, my dad got uh, diagnosed with cancer for the second time, right? And at that point, I was like, okay, my life's over, 
right? At that point, I, I was like, okay, June I could deal with. July, I was like, this is too much. All right, this is too much, all right? Because it turns out, so my dad had cancer the first time in kidneys, and then second time was bladder. And then he had it like, like five, six more times, right? He just kept coming back in the bladder. So turns out medical insurance doesn't pay for everything, all right? There's all these fees, right? So there's like, uh, you know, if they take out the catheter, it's a fee. If you change the bedding, that's a fee. Uh, it's like CT scan, that's the big one. That one, big fee, all right? So I was like, in July, I was like, okay. I did the math, and I was like, I'm going to run out of money at the end of this year, all right? The, the savings I had, I was like, and then basically at that point, I was like, God, why are you doing this, right? I was like, give up. I just give up, all right? So uh, I thought at that point, you know, my life is over, right? And then uh, toward the end of that year, uh, this one Kwonsanim from our church. Kwonsanim, uh, I don't know what the English translation is. I asked Pastor Ken. He said he doesn't know either. He said it's like just, I think it's like an old Korean lady who gives you advice even though you never asked. Those are the Kwonsanims at our church. They're always doing that to me, all right? So this one Kwonsanim uh, took me aside, right? He, she took me aside and she just said, I know what you're going through, Peter. Ideally, none of this would have happened, right? But it did, right? So you got to accept your reality and make the best of it, right? And I was like, I hated that advice, right? I didn't want to hear that, right? I always, this quote, she always gives me the same advice, kind of like just suck it up, kind of that's her advice all the time. I, I wanted the hug and the, yeah, this is messed up, this is wrong, and like comfort you, but she just gave it to me straight, right? She's like, Ideally, yeah, your life would have been perfect and none of this would happen. It'd be great. But it happened, Peter. You got to accept it, right? And you got to make the best of it, right? And then for some reason at that point, I think, yeah, it was around December, it just clicked. I was like, yeah, she's right, right? I got to accept this and I got to make the best of it. Because I was going in denial mode. I was eating a lot. I gained a ton of weight that year. And then... uh I was just like sort of pretending this isn't going to happen. This isn't happening. This isn't happening. I was trying to like run away. I was going to quit everything and just run away to like Vietnam or something. That was like my plan. Yeah, horrible plan. So, uh, so this, you see this happening with Peter a lot, right, in the Bible. He's always arguing with Jesus, right? Jesus says, this is what's going to happen. And Peter goes, no, that's not going to happen, right? He said, Jesus told him, you guys are going to scatter and run away when I go to trial. And then Peter's like, no, it's not going to happen, right? So how many of you know what a backseat driver is, right? How many of you hate backseat drivers, right? So I have a brother, his name's Stanley, and he's a backseat driver, right? And I, I hate it so much. So whatever we drive, he would be like, oh, are you going to take 210 or whatever? Or oh, are you going to take this exit or that exit? Or right turn, right turn. The, word, the one that I hate the most is when there's a red light. And he goes, red light, right? And I'm like, no, right? And so I remember I screamed at him really bad once. And then he finally stopped doing that. But he, he does this instead. He just does the, uh, right? When there's like a red light, uh, right? Before the turns, right? So now we just, I, I, I just don't drive him anymore. I just let him drive. So sometimes... Uh, like, this is what Peter does all the time with God, right? Jesus is saying, this is what's going to happen. Peter goes like, no, 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 we're going to go this way, this way, right? We're going that way, that way. 
And then uh, this is what I realized. This was the reason why I was so shattered in 2017, right? Because I was saying, God, we're supposed to go this way, right? My life's supposed to be perfect. Everything's supposed to be good. Why are we going this way, right? So that's one of the huge reasons why I realized, looking back, why I was, sh- I was so shattered twice a day. I was trying to force God to follow my plan. I was like, God, you're supposed to do it my way, this way, right? But then the whole time I realized I'm supposed to figure out how do I fit in God's plan, right? That's what I realized. It's reversed. I was being a backseat driver to God, all right? So first step, how do you make your regrets into a testimony? Accept your reality, right? Accept that it happened. Make the best of it. And I remember the next year, I learned how to apply this the next year in the summer uh, mission trip to Guatemala, And then uh, what happened was on the last day of the trip, we went to this water park and everyone ate. And then there was horchata, right? And then I was sitting across from Dr. Uh, Catherine Kim, uh, the Kwonsanim, and then she's like, don't drink it. Don't drink it. Can't drink it, right? But I was like, last day, right? I took a sip of mine. It was so good. It was so good. So I drank mine, I drank hers, and I drank Ezra's, right? Her son's, right? And I was like, oh, so good. But then about like uh, 10, 15 minutes later, something was like, right, right here, right? And I ran to the bathroom, and then I took care of business. It's just, just, okay, it's just bad. All right, it was just bad. But then I realized there was no toilet paper, all right? And I was like, oh, no, right? And then I was like, okay, what do I do? And then I was like, oh, there's a shower, right? There was no sink, but there was a shower, right? But then two kids ran in and started showering. And I was like, okay, that's out. Okay. And then it's like socks, right? Socks. And then I was wearing sandals, right? And then I was like, underwear, underwear. But uh, from the walk from the dinner place to the uh, bathroom, there was some leakage. So underwear out, no good. So I was like, what do I do? Right? What do I do? And then. I learned the lesson, accept your reality. Make the best of it, right? Okay, there's got to be a way, right? Ding, figured it out. I ripped my sleeves off, right, of my shirt. And then I used it, and it worked, right? And then I still remember, I walked out back to the food place, and then Linda Che was like, hey, where's your sleeves? And then I was like, "Uh, bathroom didn't have toilet paper, right? And then she looked at me like, this guy's crazy, right? Something's wrong with this guy, all right? So step one. Accept your reality, right? Disaster strikes, accept your reality, make the best of it, all right? Step two, how do you make regrets become your testimony? Trust the process, right? Trust the process. God can use it for good. Whatever happens in your life, God can use it for good. Romans 8, 28 says this, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose, right? So Jonathan Edwards, famous uh, awakening preacher. He preached a sermon on this when he was 21, and he had these points. He said the uh, main points of this verse is the good things you have can't be taken away from you, and the bad things you, that happen to you will turn out for good. All right? So as Christians, we believe everything that happens in our life, God could turn it and use it for good. The problem with this verse, it doesn't give you a timeline. Right? It doesn't tell you in a week or in a month or a year, for me, it took three years, right? It's gonna, sometimes it's gonna take time. So you're gonna have to trust the process, all right? And then another part of this verse is, so what is the good that God's gonna make it turn out into? If you go to the next verse, eight twenty nine is, 
For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. All right, so the good that's going to result is it's whatever happens to you, God's going to use it to shape you like Christ. All right, so a lot of people, especially youth group people, they confuse good just means happy, happy, fun time. Everything's going to be awesome. I'm going to be rich. No, that's not the good. The good is everything that happens, God's going to use it to shape you like Christ. All right, so Apostle Peter, his regrets became his testimony. Right? He became more of, of he, God used all that stuff to happen to shape his character. Right? He became wiser. He became stronger. He became more courageous. So that now when he became the leader of the church, if anyone came to him and said, you know what, I'm too messed up. I can't be used by God. Peter could say to him, no, 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 no. No one's beyond God's grace. Right? Or if someone comes to him and says, you know, I don't have enough education. I'm not good enough to be a leader or whatever. Peter could say, no, 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 no. I don't have any education either, all right? So step two, how do you make, um, how do you make your regrets your testimony? You got to trust the process, right? You might not see the plan. It might not say, make sense at the time, but you got to trust God could use it for good, right? It might take time, but God can use it for good, all right? So uh, my friend, he's a missionary in China, and then uh, he showed this picture. Let's put the picture of the flower. It's... Uh, he shared the story about the lotus flower with me. And then this is a lotus flower. And then uh, it's one of the most beautiful flowers in China and Asia. And then this is what he said. He said, Huhua shu yu ni arbu cha. And he'll speak Chinese. All right? I think I messed that up. All right? But basically what he said was, the lotus flower, the translation is... <laughs> The lotus flower is one of the most beautiful flowers because it is able to be in the mud and grow in the mud and the mud doesn't affect its beauty, all right? So he was saying in China, if you go there, the mud is black. It's this black, smelly, stinky mud, right? This black mud, but you see these beautiful lotus flowers coming out of it, all right? So in Christians in China, this is a symbol of the gospel, that is a symbol of the cross that even in the darkest, ugliest, most horrendous situation, something good could come out of it, right? So even with Christ dying on the cross, horrible. I always wonder as a kid, why is the cross the symbol of our religion? You know, it's basically death penalty, right? Why is that our symbol? And then that, this is why, the lotus flower. Even out of the darkest, horrendous, nastiest death, something good could come out of it. Right, that's the gospel. Right, so second uh, way to turn your regrets into your testimony, trust the process. Right, and then third step is you got to live by faith. Right, third step, how do you turn your regrets your testimony? You might not understand it. You might not be able to see how God's going to turn this into good, but you got to live by faith. Jeremiah 3.18 says this, The word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord, Arise and go down to the potter's house, and there I will let you hear my words. So I went down to the potter's house, and there he was working at his wheel. And the vessel he was making of clay was spoiled in the potter's hand. And he reworked into another vessel as it seemed good to the potter to do. All right, so God tells Jeremiah, go to the potter's house, and he see him work on the pot. Right? And if it doesn't shape correctly, he'll just start over, rework it. Right? If it doesn't come out the way you want, start over, rework it. 
right? And then Tao is a symbol for us, right, as Christians. God's working us, shaping us into Christ. And if it doesn't work out perfectly, then start over, right? And he will rework it. Right? So we got to step forward in faith. Whatever we've been through, good, bad, right? Whether it's our fault or something happened to us, totally not our fault, had nothing to do with me, but something happened to me. We got to live by faith knowing that God can use it, right? God can use it for good, right? Either to shape me like Christ or shape me so I can use this experience to bless others, all right? So I remember uh, after 2017, there were two kids in youth group whose parents got diagnosed with cancer, right? And then I remember uh, at that point, it was like, like, ding, 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 ding. It was like, okay, this is why, all right? So 2 Corinthians uh, 1.3 says this, Praise be to God, our Father, our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, who comforts us in all troubles so that we can comfort those in any trouble with the comfort we receive from God. Right? So when those kids, uh, uh, remember, I still remember both the week they found out their mom had, both of them, it was their mom, their mom had cancer. They showed up to church. They were just crying through the uh, worship and the prayer time. And I remember comforting them. And then <clears throat> I remember one one kid, I went a little too far, right? Because uh, uh, one kid, she was crying, and I was like, hey, it's okay, right? My dad had cancer five times. He's fine, right? And then I realized, I was like, whoop, I went too far because she started thinking, and I was like, oh, I think I just told her her mom's going to have cancer five times. Right? So I, was like, I was like, no, 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 no. I mean, I mean, I was like, medicine's good. It's going to be fine. And then I remember, okay, this is why I went through all this stuff, all right? So I could... Uh, be there and help encourage these kids. And then, uh, yeah, I didn't do that good a job, but it helps. I hope it helped, okay? It helps them somewhat, all right? So uh, so step three, we got to live by faith, right? And then I remember in 2018, uh, I was struggling with this big time, trying to trust God that God can use it. Cause I didn't see it. I couldn't see it. I was like, what good could come out of this? And then I remember I had this picture of a bowl, right? And let's show the picture. And I just put this picture of a bowl on my uh, desk, on my laptop, the desktop. And I just kept looking at it for about a year, right? I just kept staring at this bowl. And then basically this is a Japanese bowl, and it's called uh, Kintsugi, all right, Kintsugi. So back in ancient times, Jap Japanese people really liked their bowls. So whenever they cracked, they try to repair it. And before they used to do this thing, where it looked like staples, right? They'd make holes on either side of the crack and then sew it together. So it looked like staples until this one person figured out, let's use this glue, right? And he used this glue that was either like gold or silver. And then basically uh, it turned into like this philosophy thing where they said uh, the breakage of the bowl turns out to be a part of the history of the object. It's not something you need to disguise. And that uh, it turned to this philosophy of embracing the flawed and imperfect, right? That these, those breakages and those flaws, they weren't something to be uh, hidden, but they can actually be a symbol of beauty, all right? So the Jonathan Edwards, he, he said in that sermon on that verse, your good things will be taken from you, your bad things will turn out for good. And his third point in that sermon was, if those two are true, that means the best is yet to come, all right? If all your good things can't be taken from you and your bad things are gonna turn out for good, that means the best is yet to come, 
all right? So all the mistakes, all the shoulda, coulda, wouldas, right? God is shaping you through the whole time, right? And you might not be able to see it now, right? But after God's done with the shaping and the repairing and everything, you're gonna be able to look back on your life like you look at this bowl and just go, wow, that's beautiful, right? So I want to encourage you, whatever regrets you have, whatever, uh, whatever you're going through and you're wondering why is this happening, go to Google, download a picture of a bowl, right? And just look at it and remember, God's gonna use it, right? God's gonna shape it and then there's gonna be that point you're gonna reach and you're gonna look back at it and say, wow, that's beautiful, right? God was shaping me the whole time. All right, let's pray. Dear God, I just pray for anyone in this room who's uh, going through, uh, any re- who has any regrets they're holding on, who's, who might be like me, driving around getting angry at stupid stuff. Uh, I, for anyone who's going through any uh, unexpected uh, injuries or whatever they're going through, Lord. I just pray, Lord, uh, that we would keep the faith, Lord, that we'd, uh, realize that, God, you can use it. Whatever, good, bad, whether it's our mistake or someone else's mistake, you can use it to shape us to be more like Christ. And you could use it to shape us so that we can go and then bless others, Lord. So I just pray, Lord, uh, we confess we can't do this on our own. So we ask, give us the faith to see that you can use everything we've used, uh, went through in our lives so that one day we can look back and say, wow, that was beautiful. Look what God did in my life, Lord. Pray all these things in Jesus' name.